0: Welcome to Know Your Roles. We're here.
1: Absolutely, guys. Another week. We
0: are super excited for today's show for a number of reasons. Uh, first, it's going to be a show for movie lovers or cinephiles. <laughs> We're also very excited because it's our first show with our brand new producer, Mary Bess. Welcome. We want to welcome her. <laughs>
1: welcome, Mary Bess. Mary Bess, say something for our listeners.
2: Thanks, fellas. I'm happy to be here.
1: <laughs> we are happy to have you. And uh, I think that
0: the listeners will be happy to have you as well. So
2: <laughs> we can only hope.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, anytime you can hear some a voice that's not me or Dave's, I think it's a plus, and you're winning in that department. So thank you, Mary Best, for joining the Mary Rolls team. We're going to have a good time with the, with all of this. Uh, as always, Dave, we're going to do a little bar talk, and uh, I guess I'll go first. And um, my bar talk, I want to talk a little bit about commercials, as far as, like, some of my favorite commercials. As we all know, we're recording this on a Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl, of course, is known for the football game, of course, which I'll be discussing a little bit later, just briefly uh the halftime performance which is uh this year is going to be the weekend uh i'm actually kind of interested in seeing that only if he was to do the weekend song from like 2010 the ones that are like super dirty and kind of druggy, like high for this i think that would be incredible i,
0: I don't think he's gonna do that
1: i don't think he's gonna do that which kind of bums me out i wanted him to do the, his cover of dirty diana absolutely that that's, that's from the same album the uh the house of Balloons 2010 <laughs> when he's like when he's like really really like like messed up and there's like I'm hoping for, like, a halftime show, which, like, uh like backup dancers are in a line, like a line of cocaine from, like, uh, House of Balloons and uh, the After Party. And the, I think it was the Party and the After Party, which I always thought was a great song. Anyway, no, I want to talk about the Super Bowl commercials, which is my third favorite thing about the Super Bowl. And I'm going to shout out two companies who I hope have commercials because I love their commercials so much. Number one is Geico. The Geico commercials are awesome. In fact, they're some of the funniest things I've seen on TV in the past, like, handful of years. The, the new, the latest one of which I think has only been out for like a month. The tag team commercial, the Geico are you kidding me? It's awesome. And they have like, they got the actual guys from tag team to do it. And my favorite part is when it's like tag team, they're adding ice cream to a, like a bowl and they're dancing and they're like, Tag team is so good, it's so good. But here's the best part. Is when they said they do, do the chocolate with the chocolate on top of the ice cream just like and they're both going chocolate 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 <laughs> it gets me every time i've seen it at least 10 times in the past few weeks Is like more of that give me more geico commercials the the clogging episode the clogging uh uh geico commercial is unbelievable shout out to those two cloggers at the absolute back who are really fucking going for it everybody <laughs> else is in one commercial they're in another commercial, and I am there for it. I am there for it. Your boy's there for it. And finally, the uh, the other company I'm hoping has a commercial, Snickers. The Snickers commercials are unbelievably funny. Shout out to that commercial from a couple of years ago. I actually watched today when I was writing this. It's like the almonds commercial, the Snickers commercial, where the, guy, the two guys are in a car together, and one guy's like, I like almonds. And he's pronouncing almonds wrong. He's like, And the other guy's like, you know, it's pronounced almonds. It's like, that's that said, almonds. And then the guy just can't take it. And he just jumps out of the car. And it was like Snickers. <laughs> it's like Snickers, you can be unbearable if you don't have anything to eat. It was like, uh, and it's just, <laughs> I'm there for it. So we're going to get Budweiser. We're going to get all the other commercials. But please, can I get one Geico commercial and one Snickers commercial? And They're A++. Dave, what's in your bar?
0: Forget those fucking Budweiser commercials with the fucking Clydesdales. I mean they're beautiful animals, but like we we don't need those anymore. Uh, but uh shout out to those Geico writer, the writers of those commercials because so those are like funny. it's like the bet yeah, they're incredible.
1: They got a bagpipes one that's awesome. This commercial is awesome. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: they're all they all like legitimately make me laugh.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: uh okay, so I wanna do something fun with my bar talk that's gonna kind of involve everybody, but First, I want to do a couple of very quick sports related shout outs. George, if you want to give me some hype man backing, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh okay, so first one. <laughs> first one, shout out, shout out to Lasia Clarendon. For having the bravery and courage, Clarendon, the player for the New York Liberty WNBA team, to post about having top surgery and to proudly be the first open trans or non-binary player in the WNBA. So awesome. Shout out to Lasia. We support you. Um second shout out. Shout
1: out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll uh we'll perfect this <laughs> um
1: yeah i can i can i'm not michael like the guy from the police academy i can only do like a couple of days michael, <laughs> michael yes. winslow michael winslow oh yeah, I'm like the lyric in the song That's That's why winslow.
0: um okay uh shout out to lebron james for having grace in dealing with bullshit situations from I don't know if you saw this George but the uh I'm sure you did the the I courtside did. Karen last night. Um and he ha- he handled that extremely well as he always does with these this kind of shit. And uh you know the way that he talks about this kind of stuff is is so great. And he like I said he really handled that extremely well. And shout out to him. Uh finally last shout out there
1: it- we go that's that's
0: shout out to Candice Parker, the queen, coming home. Chicago Sky, let's go. Let's get it. Candace Parker. All right, cool. Um, awesome. So those are the shout outs really quickly. Uh, hopefully this will go fast. I just wanted to take this opportunity. I thought I had this a couple weeks back, but didn't get to do it. And I thought it'd be fun for the first one with Mary Best, because you can contribute to this as well. Uh, and it's some, covering something that, is always a topic um, in pop culture and in the arts and it they're, they're not going away uh, regardless of what I feel about them. And that's comic book movies. And I'm talking mostly, you know, like your Marvel and your DC. I was generally thinking about this when Wonder Woman came out, uh, but, you know, there is a new one every month and we make a big deal about it and it's the thing and, you know, we anticipate them and but I, and I think that there's something that people are very split on. And I think I kind of fall in the middle. I think Jordan maybe is, is the same Um, as far as like, I find them entertaining and I enjoy some of them, but like, I'm not really there for all of the like super universe expect. Like, I don't think they're that deep. You know what I mean? I think that like, once you watch them, it's kind of like, okay, you had your entertainment and then, I don't think about them again, generally. So so what I wanted to do to to, to test that thought out is uh, I wanted to see if in the next like two minutes or five minutes, we can make a uh, comic book movie. Hmm. And uh, are, so you guys game for that? Yeah. I have a couple of questions too. Okay. So I thought first, I thought we would do an origin story because that's like, you know, that's pretty standard as many of these things are. And so the first question I have is let's give our hero a name. And now I, what I wrote is name slash power, because a lot of times it's hand in hand and I'm going to let you guys like anyone who wants to shout out things and we can go in whatever direction we go in. So name, name or power,
1: for for a superhero. I think the super the superhero power that would be kind of incredible is the one in which you can only do if nobody's looking. <laughs> so whatever superhero power. So uh, be. so what would like so you can only you can only like set things on fire if nobody's looking.
2: It feels more destructive than uh, <laughs> than like a heroic act.
1: Yeah I know, right? You can only like you can only like be invisible if nobody's looking at you, which I think is like a, a plot.
2: Which kind of <laughs> sounds like what being invisible is i love it Joyce. <laughs> exactly
1: yeah nobody is looking at you you could be invisible all right okay
2: it's it almost feels like you want to go for something that you know is fairly simple some something that's fairly basic but is really difficult to get right mm-hmm. um, but you get it right every time you know something that feels ordinary but is actually extraordinary and the, the honestly the first thing that came to my mind was like the perfect schmear on a bagel <sighs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> you know, because because I know if if I'm heating a bagel, I like my bagel to be toasted, but I don't want it to be hot because when you go to put the, the cream cheese on, it gets melty and it's difficult to to get like a real a real nice ratio on there. Um, so it's finding that perfect balance of the right temperature of the bagel and the right temperature of the cream cheese and the right ratio of
0: both.
1: That's fantastic. Okay. I love this. Okay. Already. Mary Best. Inject that superhero movie in my veins. I so I so much I want that.
0: Okay. So we have a base here. We have who I'm gonna call Schmeerman. <laughs> Schmeerman. Schmeerman, but of course he's Jewish like me. So it's Schmeerman. Um, okay, so Schmeerman, and he he perfectly Schmears cream cheese on bagels. Okay, so this this like, this is proving my point because this shit writes itself. Okay, so Schmeerman... <laughs> Schmierman perfectly schmears bagels with cream cheese. So who is the villain that's going to come... or Who is the villain that's going to come and, and stand in Schmeerman's way?
2: It's like, what is the opposite of the perfect bagel? Like,
0: hmm. Oh, well, well what, what does he need? Let me ask this way. What does he need to schmear on a bagel? A
2: knife?
0: Like, to me, it's like, Cream cheese, like what? What happens that the when the cream cheese bandit comes and steals the entire world supply of cream cheese?
2: It's like it's like another version of the Hamburglar. Is that what we're <laughs> going for? Only it's it's the the cheese yeah. cheese burglar. I mean, oh, ooh, the cheese curdler. No, I'm so sorry. Welcome, welcome to the story of me. I'm bringing the puns. I'm bringing the
1: puns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's uh, still proves my point that like they you can't, there's a logic to them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, okay. So Schmearman, he needs to schmear all the bagels, but there's no cream cheese. Mm. Um, (laughs) all right. I don't know. I don't know if this is going anywhere.
2: I mean, we think about like apocalyptic, like our (laughs) post-apocalyptic worlds or, you know, I mean, we're, we're in a situation where like, like bees are dying out. Our environment is changing. You know, what if? there's no more dairy. Like what if there's no way to have cream cheese anymore? Or someone, some villain drops like an environmental attack where there's no more dairy.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. Because the villain, (laughs) because the villain is what those of us who are Jewish would call a non-Jewish person, uh, a goy, who comes along named cynthia nixon who wants to put peanut butter and jelly on all bagels (laughs) oh you
2: didn't oh you didn't
0: (laughs) that's what she did when she was running for governor uh by the way i so i love cynthia nixon i voted for her but uh um uh but don't fucking put don't put like when she put i think she put cream cheese and and uh peanut butter and jelly. it was
1: is that not good
0: I mean, I'm not going to speak to it being good or not.
1: Oh, it's just not how it's done? No,
0: it's just not how it's done.
2: She just broke all of our hearts. Just a little bit. Just a little bit.
0: It's just not how it's done.
1: (laughs) That's such a Samantha thing to do. She's so not Samantha.
0: But you know what, though? I had a friend who said something very funny. He was like, I actually love her because she is such like a goy, like that's something that that somebody who wasn't Jewish would do. <laughs> so he liked her even more because of that. But anyway, okay, so so Schmeerman is being thwarted by uh by peanut butter and jelly on bagels. So that I think I think that's a good stopping point. <laughs> I'm I'm satisfied with that. I would watch that
1: movie. The, <laughs> Absolutely.
0: The origins of Schmeerman. Excellent <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to
1: that. The uh, I was uh, it's funny you said Cynthia Nixon. I saw her on the subway once and I was like, You left the doctor for the Knicks to be with the guy who works at a bar? That's ridiculous. I'm just kidding. Let's shout out to season five of uh, Sex in the City. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're gonna stand Steve on this podcast, no one can change our minds.
1: <laughs> exactly, you left Blair Underwood peak Blair Underwood for Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, all right, um, so that's gonna do it for my bar. I, I think that's a good start at uh, the upcoming uh, MCU movie that that the three of us are gonna write. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so we're gonna get into it. Let's do it. All right, so we're gonna do the who and the what or the who and the who's and the whats and we don't
1: but uh, where we do our comparisons the uh, this this week was uh, was difficult. I kind of picked like five names out of a hat. And uh, I'm going to have fun talking about my five characters, these actors, and my comfort food that compared them. There's going to be um, there's gonna be a couple of moments that I'm going to mention for my life. So I'm super excited. Um, uh, Dave, since you came up with this week's topic, why don't you start us off?
0: Okay, so, yes, yeah, so we are doing memorable performances are great performances to comfort foods and things that we are comforted by eating. And uh, yeah, it just gave us a, a cool opportunity to talk about mm-hmm. performances we love. And I also, I had a hard time because uh, I had so many, like for, for a second, my mind went completely blank. And I was like, what performances like who's ever been in a movie. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but then I was like, they started flooding in and I was like, okay, you got to narrow narrow it down a bit but so the very first one i want to do is a movie that's definitely very important to me and the performance i think is great but it's very it's it's more of an entree uh, it's more of an appetizer of a performance um uh because it predicted more things to come and that is the character's name is (laughs) isabel plaza caballero which is penelope cruz in Live Flesh, a movie by Pedro Almodovar, which is a phenomenal movie, just in general. I highly recommend it. Penelope Cruz, she is in the first scene, and it is one of maybe the best opening scenes in a movie ever. She, she's only in the first scene, and she plays a, a sex worker, and she is pregnant. And the first scene is her giving birth on a city bus in Madrid. And it's incredible. It's incredible. She's incredible in it, but she only is in it for like five minutes. And it's her first movie with Almodovar. And then they go on to work together many times. And she's the star of many of his movies. And she's incredible in them. Uh, Broken Embraces and Volver and a million. She's been in a, a bunch of them. But this is a performance that I'm like, oh, I want more of her. And And also the first time I saw the movie, it like, this scene blew me away. I saw it in a in a retrospective in a theater here in New York about 15 years ago. I think they were doing like a, there was like a Pedro, like Viva Pedro or something that was like restorations of all of his film or a lot of his films. Um, and this scene blew me away and I wanted more. And like I said, it's a sign th- of things to come. And this is why as a food, it's something that like, if this is out at a party Like, it's something that I could eat all day, every day for the rest of my life. But my life would probably be very short-lived if I did. (laughs) And also, if it's, like, out at a party or, like, if somebody orders it at an appetizer, I have to, like, really – I have to maybe not eat hardly any so I can control myself. Uh, And that is charcuterie, cured meats. Cured meats and, uh, yeah, uh, specifically if you want to go for the – the Spanish version, Serrano ham. So uh, Penelope Cruz as Isabel Plaza Caballero in live flesh is charcuterie or cured meat. Serrano ham, if if you will. George.
1: Good answer, good answer, good answer.
0: I always want more.
1: It's like we're on Family Feud. Good answer, good answer, good answer.
0: <laughs> and also just for the record, anyone who is listening, I am never sharing food with anyone ever again. <laughs> so. That was a pre, yeah. Um, George.
1: (laughs) I'm going to start off uh, with uh, an interesting one as well. I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Spicoli, Sean Penn's character from Fast Times and Ridgemont High, arguably the greatest high school movie of all time. And one of the more memorable performances in the history of high school movies is Jeff Spicoli. Jess Piccoli is such a great character. I wonder what happened to Sean Penn because he is such a wet blanket now. Maybe he should smoke a joint and wear some bands or whatever the fuck. Um, uh, I think he still does smoke. I don't know, Who knows? He's like, he, his, his movies aren't a fun hang. He's, he's won a bunch of Oscars. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Jess Piccoli is amazing. When you say things like, if I'm here and you're here, isn't it our time? You just kill me every time. And for me, as a as a bit of a weed smoker and a drinker, just to me, is you're downtown. You're 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 you decided that you're not going to take the take a car because it's a little expensive. You've had a little bit too much to drink. You know, it's like I'm going to take the subway. But before that, I'm going to get two slices of pizza and an orange soda. That is Jeff Spicoli's performance in Fat Times at Richmond High. Two slices of pizza and an orange soda. Dave, uh,
0: I'm really glad you like. You had to go with a flavored soda, definitely. Like it couldn't have been a Coke or anything.
1: No, 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 no. Why would you do that?
0: So I think orange, like you could do like orange soda or grape soda. Like yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Plus, with... <laughs> in the movie,
1: Sean Penn's character Jeff Spicoli orders a pizza to class. Yeah. So yeah. all of this is related. Guys. <laughs> yeah dave who's your next um all right
0: so my next one is i think it's the only one yeah it's the only one i chose that's a performance from a movie that i don't consider to be that good um but i think the performance is incredible and i think that it's a performance that it's it's someone who doesn't always get recognized for his acting um but he is an incredible actor. And that is the character's name, which is a ridiculous name uh, and shows that the movie is not overall that great, Um, but is Eddie Bunker, which I don't know if that rings any bells, George, but that is the character's name of that Yasin Bey plays in 16 Blocks, the very basic boilerplate Bruce Willis cop movie that like isn't that great and also fuck bruce willis he refused to wear a mask in Rite aid i don't know if you guys saw that the, the yeah he, he can go fuck himself but yasin bay he's the man and uh this performance is so good he he's like he clearly chose george you've seen it right oh yeah yeah, he clearly chose to
1: in the theater
0: do like a thing. He went, <laughs> awesome. he went for a character, and like everybody else in the movie is just kind of like ho hum, going about their business, and like he's just acting his ass off, and he, no one else in the movie is like doing a thing. Bruce Willis is playing the same old fucking character that we've seen. It's basically like a a, a less likable John McClane. <laughs> Because uh, he's not funny, <laughs> but Yasin Bey's character is hysterical. And he's also, he's very New York. He's going for a very specific New York character. George, I don't know if you would agree, but like I have met people in New York like that character. <laughs> Definitely like very energetic. The voice is very high nasally, but also like there's a, there's like a, there's just a spirit there. And I think he's, the best thing in the movie and it's also a performance that like i don't think that part was that special on the page i think that that part was like you know just kind of like it had maybe some funny lines and it's like the action moves through him but it wasn't that interesting and he makes it so interesting and like i don't want anything else in the movie so that's why as a comfort food Yasin bay in 16 blocks is a bacon egg and cheese from a bodega <laughs> And, uh, you know, if you have ever lived in New York, you you know what I mean by that, because like you say the words bacon, egg and cheese. And like that's it. It is what it is. Everybody knows what that is. But in New York, it is something different. It's a very specific thing. You got to get it at the bodega. You get the paper and the foil and the whole thing. And for me, it's definitely a comfort food because my fondest memories of them is eating them, like scarfing them down in like 30 seconds on a street corner on the West side at literally five in the morning because I had to like go to the West side to get the box truck that I was driving when I was in like the art department on a TV show (laughs) like 15 years ago. And and like I had to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and like, you know, this was a period in my early 20s where I was not taking very good care of myself, not sleeping very much. You feel like a complete fucking zombie on the train at 3.30 in the morning. And it takes me an hour to get out to the West side. And in the the 20 minutes that I have the walk to get to the truck, I would get that bacon, egg and cheese and salt, pepper, ketchup, of course. And uh, on wheat toast, which
1: <laughs> you can
0: make fun of that. But, uh, but uh,
1: no, that's a good call.
0: <laughs> um, it holds, I just, it holds up well, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my bacon, egg and cheese, man. That's my, my comfort food. And it's also like, uh, I'm not a. I'm not like a bodega sandwich person. Like, I don't, like, that's the only thing I want from the bodega. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing, the, like, real food items that I actually want from a bodega is a bacon, egg, and cheese. So that's even more why it's, it's a bay in, uh, in 16 blocks. So George.
1: Good answer. Good answer. I'm gonna do that for all your answers, just because it's like, I love the family feed. Good answer. Good answer. My next one, uh, I went heavy with this one. Because I I feel like I need to choose the greatest movie of all time, and uh, and the, the 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 greatest character in movies of all time. So, Wade Garrett, Sam Elliott's character from Roadhouse. <laughs> um, uh, the reason why this is the greatest movie of all time.
0: I don't need an explanation.
1: <laughs> <is> because <laughs> no, you need, you need the audience is going to need an explanation for this. It's like because I'm going to give an explanation and he'll be like, yeah, he's all right. right. Um, uh, the reason why this is the greatest movie of all time, Roadhouse, uh, there's a shout out to me, there's shout a 36 out. by 24 frame poster in, of this movie in my house. The uh, the reason why it is the greatest movie of all time is because name another movie about a bunch of bouncers. You can't because they broke the mold. <laughs> and if you were to make a movie about bouncers, they'd be like, oh, they're totally doing Roadhouse there. So that's the reason why you can't make another movie about it, because it, it is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> He comes in hot, too. He's like uh, is like the, the old man, the, the elder statesman of bouncers. And I just love the fact there's like a network of bouncers and clubs all over the South, and they know who he is. The blind guy, this is introduction. He beats some dude's ass. The blind guy, the blind musician, Jeff Healy, RIP, goes, guys, that's Wade Garrett. And everybody looks at him like he's fucking Superman because he is. And uh, he's a real man. He's just beating people's ass drinking beer, smoking marble reds. And I just love it. And as somebody who went to school with University of Memphis and Memphis, Tennessee, shout out. I have been to many a bar like the Double Deuce and Roadhouse, Hernando's Hideaway, um, uh, Denim and Diamonds, Neon Moon. So this is like a little, little wink and a nod to where I used to live. So Memphis, Tennessee. And because he's a real man, he's tough as nails and he kicks ass, I wanted to pick a comfort food that does all those things. So I've got T-bone steak, Medium rare with a baked potato. Get those damn vegetables out of here. We're not eating that <laughs> because we're grown-ups. <laughs> I mean, anyway, <laughs> Wade Garrett is the T-bone steak and baked potatoes of comfort food.
0: So I, I totally buy that.
1: <laughs> He's kicking ass as a famous bouncer <laughs> all over the South. I may watch that later. That'd be fucking incredible. <laughs>
0: I'm still recovering from you calling Roadhouse the best movie
1: ever. Greatest movie of all time. It's the greatest movie of all
0: time. Yeah, it's going to take me a a month to get over that. Um,
1: Hey, man, just like in Tenet, don't try to understand it. Just just believe it.
0: I'm I'm with you. I support you, George.
1: Dave, what's your third one? (laughs) All right.
2: And I'm going to throw in something real quick that we can either choose to use or cut out. Just want to throw in that I love that one, George. I also want to say that we're talking about a very stereotypically masculine man, <laughs> not a real man, because we all know that men can encompass multitudes uh, and all different qualities, as can we all. And just want to throw that in there and make sure that we're, we're touching base on that to, uh, to pay, pay homage to all
0: different kinds of men.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we have to keep that part in, by the way. <laughs> We're definitely keeping that
0: part in. And I appreciate it too because it's also like it it makes the the it it works also because like T bone steak is also a stereotypical. What's a man? Who eat who eats T bone steak? You know, which is ridiculous. But but uh, so George, perfect.
2: Yeah, um, not throwing in anything. Our lovely friend George doesn't already know because he too is a Lovely man who contains multiple. So not a criticism, George, just throwing that in there for all of us.
0: <laughs> I, okay, so you said that Roadhouse is the, uh, for just for my own men- mental state, I'm going to choose that you were saying that somewhat facetiously. Don't answer that. Um, but but I, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to talk about someone that on any given day, if you came to me and you said, choose the best actor in American history <laughs> on any given day, I would have to answer that as John Kazali, John Kazali or Caz- Cazale, Cazal, but I'm going to specifically use Sal in dog day afternoon, which I think is maybe my favorite <laughs> performance of his. Uh, he's incredible. I mean, you know, it's most people who know that name already know that, you know, he's the he's very famous for being in basically five movies and getting the Academy Award for every single one of them. Deer Hunter, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, um, The Conversation, and, of course, uh, Dog Day Afternoon, which is incredible. And in every one of those movies, he isn't the name star. Uh, you know, Pacino, of course, in the Godfather movies. Um and in Dog Day, and Gene Hackman in the conversation, but he is so incredible. Also in the Deer Hunter, like I don't know if you know this is very uh, in, an interesting fact. Meryl Streep did you know she was married to to John Cazale, and she did not want to be in the Deer Hunter, but he was at the end of a long battle that he eventually succumbed to. And she – and but he still wanted to – desperately wanted to do the film. And so Meryl Streep said, well, I want to be in the film so that –
2: John Kazali.
0: John Kazali. Perfect. Thank you, Mary Bess.
2: You're welcome, Dave.
0: <laughs> Producer Mary Bess, everyone. Yes, for the win. But she – so she's in that movie so that she could spend time with him at the end of his life, which is incre- – which is you know, always <laughs> – Wow. If you needed another reason to love Meryl Streep or to feel for Meryl Streep. Anyway, um, his performance in Dog Day Afternoon is so incredible. It's on HBO Max right now. I was watching it earlier. I haven't seen it in many years. It's just, it's so nuanced and he's such, he was such an interesting actor. People, he's hes a known quantity and and people know how great he is, but like, you know, when you're thinking of great American actors of that era, like, Pacino and De Niro and Brando and all those guys and like he should be right there and he is as good as anyone who's ever been in a film if you ask me and that is why and like like I said it's like on a certain day and like don't get me wrong Al Pacino is incredible and of course in the Godfather movies you know opposite his Fredo the Michael he's incredible and in Dog Day he's incredible But on any given day, I might say that John Kazali is the best, which is why as a comfort food, he's onion rings, onion rings, because if you're going to put a gun to my head and you say like, do I have, do I have French fries or onion rings for the rest of my life? I probably will choose French fries, but on any given day, I might say onion rings because I love an onion ring. And especially when they're done well, you know, like when it's not those shitty, like you know, pre-packaged ones and it's like really well fried. <laughs> yeah. Onion rings are incredible. So uh, yeah, John Cazale in Dog Day Afternoon a Sal. Onion rings. George.
1: Um, uh, My next one, uh, I'm super excited to talk about. This is an actor we lost, just like John Cazale, way too soon. And uh, there's no telling what he would have been able to do. Had we had more stuff to work with. Uh, they, granted, he was like, he's not the star of this movie but he's one of my favorite characters in this movie. And since I mentioned the greatest movie of all time, Roadhouse, I should talk about the second greatest movie of all time, which is like, well, at least the first 45 minutes of it. And that is Stripes. And the character I'm talking about is Dewey Oxenberg,er played by RIP, Mr. John Candy. Um, uh, My friends call me Ox. I swallow a lot of of aggression. Like I, like a lot of pizzas. I would have said pizza for this one, but I'm choosing a different one. Dewey Oxenberg,er is, so funny that minute that he has in which he's introducing himself to the other soldiers, it's just, is comedy gold. And uh, John Candy will be remembered for a lot of other things and uncle Buck and the great outdoors. But to me, do you is my favorite role of his because he's only in it for like a couple of minutes and he's just hysterical and he's coming in hot and stripes is the the best 45 minute movie of all time. And uh, seeing that his last name is burger for mine john candy's character dewey oxberger in the movie stripes burger and french fries probably with american cheese because it's a movie about stripes it's a movie about soldiers
2: i was gonna have to ask you george how are you taking that
1: burger? let's go with medium well because we're gonna take it to go oof, oof.
0: <laughs> medium well you're killing
1: me hey can't, can't can't do it's like uh, if i'm gonna sit somewhere i'm gonna have it it's gonna be medium but medium well i gotta have so if i'm taking it to go it's gonna be medium well <laughs> it doesn't fall apart right. a little too cold day which
0: I, I think it's funny that you said the the first 45 minutes of Stripes is is uh, the best movie cuz the the next half of it
1: is is rough. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's a different movie. It's not as fun to watch. Yeah, but it the, doesn't hold the, up. The first 45 minutes of it is so funny.
0: And he is his hyster- John Candy that that's uh the scene where he gets his haircut like uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like Ari is like I'm a lean mean fighting machine. No, he's yeah. do Oxberger, RIP John Candy.
0: Um Chicago, Chicago Zone. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a planes, trains, and automobiles guy myself, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, so uh, my next one is another. So the, the character's name is Aaron Bell. And that is the character that Nicole Kidman played in a movie called Destroyer. And if you haven't heard of it, Destroyer is a really interesting movie. It came out a few years ago. It's directed by Corinne Kusama, who she also directed uh, the film with uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Girl Fight, and uh, Jennifer's Body, as well. She's a really, really interesting filmmaker, and Destroyer is a really interesting film because, at, on its surface, it is very boilerplate. It's very familiar. It is like a undercover cop noir neo-noir like hard-boiled type you know thriller um and something we've seen a million times however the lead character who's a cop is nicole kidman and she's a woman and the director is a woman and the way that she experiences the things that we have seen male cops experience for eight million movies she experiences them completely differently and it's extremely interesting. And it's like, it's also for me too, who I grew up loving that kind of stuff. And like, you know, Jordan, and I talk about this a lot in that some of that stuff becomes, it's so repetitive that like, it's, we don't need any more. Like if you're not saying anything new, why are we doing this again? And Destroyer is saying something new. And it's really, really interesting. And, and it's something I didn't, I never even, I'm like, oh, like, why aren't, Why aren't women the lead of these movies all the time? And after seeing Destroyer, I'm like, oh, they probably should be. And that's why as a food, it's something that I loved for many years, but then experienced a different version of. And I'm like, oh, I like this now, which is specifically Sichuan dumplings and chili oil. But uh, more generally, just like Sichuan Chinese food. Because like I grew up eating Chinese food and loving it like you know, General So's Chicken and the Americanized stuff. And I still love that stuff. I'll always, you know, have a place in my heart for that. But like moving to New York and going to Sunset Park and Flushing and downtown Manhattan, Chinatown, and having Sichuan food, it's like a totally different experience. And I honestly prefer it. And that's why it is Nicole Kidman as Aaron Bell in Destroyer. (laughs) Short. I highly recommend that film. It's really good. I don't you have you seen it. I have not. No, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's very it's very violent. And it's like kind of, you know, it's it's heavy. But uh, like I said, the way that she like scenes that would just be totally you wouldn't think twice about them. It's in totally new eyes. And also it's filmed very differently because Karin Kusama is a very different filmmaker from the nor- your normal, like, you know, uh, John Frankenheimer or whatever the fuck. So, uh, so yeah, Destroyer. Sorry, George.
1: Uh, my next one doesn't have a name, which really bums me out. And I spent a good bit of this morning trying to find the name of this character in this movie. And uh, it's annoying. He's just known as Landlord. Which is which is which is incredible. But he has there are no wasted scenes that landlord is in, played by Frankie Faison. Of course, Frankie Faison would go into play. Erwin Burrell in the wire, which we have talked about before. But before all of that, he is landlord in coming to America. Uh, when you have lines like don't use the elevator, it's a death trap. Or we have a bit of an insect problem. But you boys are from Africa and you're used to that. You're just gonna kill me every time. And I love Frankie Faison as landlord. And I, as somebody who's lived in New York for 15 years, there has been some times in my life where, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, but I was able to afford a couple of things. And then when I lived in Carroll Gardens on uh, Smith and, uh, so I'm sorry, Carroll and Union, there there's a little little restaurant across the street called Green Apple, and at Green Apple, you can get two egg rolls and a 12 ounce Coke for $3.50. <laughs> And that is the comfort food for the character landlord, by Frankie Faison, and coming to America. That's how I would describe that that part. I love that part.
0: Such a funny part.
1: Those seg rolls were incredible. Those, those rolls are incredible. Frankie Faison as landlord and coming to America is also incredible.
0: Such a funny part. Like uh, he is like uh, king of like the you know one minute drop in performance. He he's incredible.
1: Um, yeah, no, he's uh. It's like, sorry, sorry to be so brisk, but apparently you boys came in on another boat. Um uh, no, he's he's phenomenal. But two egg rolls and a coke. Breaking on landlord, and coming to America. All right, Dave.
0: Okay, so I am going to go back to the same era that I was in a few uh a couple ago when I was talking about John Kazali um and the 70s and 80s, and I want to talk like you know who was very popular during that time martin scorsese and who did he make many films with is still making films with de niro and we we love many of them they're they're all of them really they're very celebrated you know of course your raging bulls your good fellas your casinos and of course your Irishmen. but the one i'm going to talk about uh is honestly the movie that I personally think is Martin Scorsese's best movie and maybe De Niro's best performance. And that is, of course, as the iconic character, Rupert Pupkin in The King of Comedy. So first of all, Rupert Pupkin, the the line is that he says when he introduces himself throughout the first half is like, uh, people often misspell it and mispronounce it. And like, his name is Pupkin. Like, why do they misspell it and mispronounce it? like PUPKIN uh but they do <laughs> they do misspell it and mispronounce it throughout the whole movie they call him pipkin pumpkin um but uh but yeah you talked about this a little bit last week George when you talked about Todd Phillips but anyone who like found anything remotely uh enjoyable about the movie the joker uh, go back and watch The King of Comedy because everything enjoyable is taken from that movie, <laughs> and and then done like not enjoyably, if you ask me. Um, but the reason why I love this movie so much and this performance is because this movie is very disturbing. He's a he is a he plays a super fan of a uh, of a a late night talk show host who is played wonderfully by Jerry Lewis. And he's like a larger than life character. He's like a, a Johnny Carson. And like people just like throw themselves at him. And, and uh, also this movie is done in Scorsese's very heavy cocaine phase. And you can tell that from the movie because it's very frenetic and it's very like, it's very it makes you very uncomfortable. Um, but the reason why I love it so much and why the performance is so good is because it's still fun. It's fun and he is funny. He is so funny. And also the character. So he plays a he plays a super fan. He's obsessed with Jerry Lewis. And he his main goal is to get a spot on his show doing stand-up. And they pretty much portray him as like a complete joke throughout the whole movie. Nobody takes him seriously. He lives with his mother. He's a weird recluse. Of course, the scene in uh, old school where where Will Ferrell is like, mom, the meatloaf. That's like a, that's a King of Comedy reference. Um, But uh, he's still, the character, like, I don't want to give too much away. I mean, it's an old movie, but like the character actually is funny. (laughs) He is really funny and you know especially in the joker like it's not
1: (laughs) why don't spoil a movie from 40 years ago guys yeah
0: i know but i think but i think it's one of those ones that a lot of people like have missed because the other movies around it are so celebrated you know um but uh again i feel like it might be my favorite movie again it's it's disturbing so i don't want to i watched it the other day for the first time in years and I was a little worried like how if I would still like it as much and I I did um but uh but that is why as a comfort food Robert De Niro as Rupert Pupkin and the king of comedy are the pepperoni cups on a slice of square pizza because pizza is probably my number one favorite I mean, it's like the food that I can't live without probably. I don't know if you wanted to put it that way. Um, But if you're asking me what like my favorite single thing on like a specific style of pizza is, it's those pepperoni cups, those little pepperoni cups, and the grease gets all in there and it's delicious. Again, if you eat it every day, you are not going to be very healthy and you are not going to feel very good. Um and and don't watch King of Comedy every day because you will not be very well well adjusted mentally. But uh, watch it sometimes because it's incredible. So uh, yeah, Rupert Pupkin it, are the uh, is the pepperoni cups, the square pizza. George.
1: Okay. Well, this is the easiest one for me to do because uh, the moment that we decided to do like performances and comfort food. I, I just had to figure out what performance of hers to to include uh, on my list. Do I say the Devil Wears Prada, which is one of the best movies in the past, like 20 years, her part in it no, because she's not in it enough. And I, I find myself skipping the rest of the movie just to see her in it. So I was like, all right, well, maybe we won't choose that one. It was like, uh, do I do I do I choose like a like a edge of tomorrow? Was like maybe, but I don't love that ending, so we're gonna skip that. And uh, who I'm talking about is uh, Emily Blunt. I'm there's there's very few actors that are, who are who are high on the George Gordon approval rating that I'll just see whatever it is I do. Is like is Emily Blunt in that? I will fucking see that, and that's where she is for me, and that's how that's how I feel about her. So I chose Kate from Sicario. Um, uh, I don't want to get into the movie; it's a bit in the dark, but I'll just skip it to. Whenever it's on, I'll just skip to the parson when she just tells Josh Brolin, nuts. That was fucking illegal, man. I love that shit. <laughs> Emily Blunt has got one of the highest approval ratings. Uh, uh, one of my friends is like, you're always talking about Emily Blunt and something. Are you like in love with her? I'm like, maybe. Is that normal? Possibly. I just love Emily Blunt and everything. I think she's so great. So whenever she's in something, I'm signing up for it. And so I chose Kate from Sicario. As far as a comfort food, I'm going to talk about my favorite food of all time with my favorite side dish. My favorite two side dishes to go with my favorite food because that's how much I love Emily Blunt and everything. So I could have just said Kate. I could have said her character from from, um, Devil Wears Prada. I could have said a bunch of other things. I could have said A Quiet Place, which is my favorite part of that movie as well. But I'm going to choose Kate from Sicario. And for me, that is fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and collard greens because – Emily Blunt and everything just comes correct and I just love those three things together but if I'm going to choose a performance and the, with the go with my food it's Kate from the movie Sicario. Sicario is so much fun and I think I did it right there.
0: We did it. I don't know yeah, if I'd call Sicario fun but it is entertaining. <laughs>
1: like, it's fun man. I watched it the other day and I watched it the next day too just to, just to see her deliver like this and punch Josh Brolin. She puts Josh Brolin in the face. Yeah, that, love it. Right. <laughs>
0: I, that is fun. You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah that 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 movie, that movie is that movie's fun as shit <laughs> fried chicken and mashed potatoes
0: all right so now we're going to hear from mary bess and her uh comfort food and uh what are we talking about performances and comfort foods take it away
2: Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me play along since this is my my first show, my first Know Your Roles. Um, So I do have a few set aside for myself. Um, I made a lovely little plate that I want to offer you today. Um, And since I am from Mississippi, these are are some classic Southern uh, comfort foods. Um, And the first one is uh, Malcolm Reynolds, in the movie Serenity played by Nathan Fillion. It's one of my favorites, grew up on action movies. It's one of those movies, like George mentioned, it's like you watch it and then some days you just watch it again because it's just that much fun. And Nathan Fillion in that role, to me, it's like a fried chicken biscuit with hot sauce and honey (laughs) because it's a delicious chicken filet on a flaky biscuit and it's the perfect combination of tenderness and crunch. It's smothered in hot sauce, but there's a little bit of honey just for some sweetness. Um, And the next thing I have is the character of Peter Joshua in the film Charade, played by Cary Grant. And to me, that is the truffle macaroni and cheese on my plate. (laughs) Which (laughs) I'll describe as a comforting mix of macaroni and all the best cheeses. Because, my God, that's a cheesy movie and I love it so much. Um, But the addition of the truffle oil makes it classy, tasteful. And smart, just like our our lovely old Carrie Grant. Um, and then uh, the next item is the drink. You need a drink for this meal. And um, in that place is the character of Maria in *The Sound of Music*, played by Julie Andrews, like a crisp glass of sweet tea. And <laughs> it's it's this ice cold glass next to your plate, smooth sweetness quenches you even when you didn't know you were thirsty. And that, to me, is what she is like in that film and that music. I grew up with it. It makes me feel good all over. Uh,
1: so I've got a quick question mm-hmm. for you. Going with that is like, if Maria's sweet tea, then what is the Baroness?
2: The Baroness. Oh, she's, yeah. she's a shot of vodka. Shot of vodka. <laughs> she's she's intense.
1: Good answer, good answer. She's sharp,
2: <laughs> but she's not. She's not the long. She's not the long game. Gotcha. Or she's not the end game, I should say. Sweet tea is the end game. Vodka's, vodka's there for a day.
1: <laughs> That's perfect awesome.
0: answer. <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> Welcome contributions. Um,
2: excellent. And I have one more thing. Um, and you want to wrap up this lovely, comfortable meal with a dessert. Um, and this movie I actually hadn't seen in a while, which is surprising because the uh, holiday season just passed. Um, however, hello, ice machine I don't know if y'all heard that large bang. I apologize for that. Um, but uh, this movie came across my uh, my purview uh, in recent days and reminded me how much I love this one performance. And it is the character of Arthur in The Holiday, played by Eli, Wa- I think, Wallach? Wallach. Wallach, yes, I believe that's the pronunciation. Fantastic actor. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us. Someone who... Who, who has left us for greener pastures? Um, but he in that film is such—it's such a beautiful performance, and it's my favorite my favorite character arc in I think a lot of movies. Um, and this lovely, lovely friendship that blossoms out of his and Kate Winslet's um, neighbor neighborliness um, and subsequent friendship. And to me, Eli Wallach as Arthur in The Holiday is like a warm salted chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Because the chocolate chip cookie is, I mean, it's an all-time classic. You know, it's hard to get wrong. It's it is, it's it's just cornerstone of the dessert world. Um, but it's got just the right amount of salt to make it interesting and a little unusual. But it's still, still, still something that's uh, unparalleled. So that, gentlemen, um, is my comfort meal. And some of those performances that um, mean something to me and that I enjoy. So, thanks for letting me play.
0: Absolutely awesome! Thank you for playing. Producer, Merry best, everybody. Yeah, some uh, some great performances there, man. Cary Grant and Charade. I'm I'm totally with you there. That like when he like gets in the shower fully dressed in the first, <laughs> it is cheesy, but he's so good at it. He's so it's wonderful. Yeah,
2: it's so wonderful. If you've never seen that movie. I mean, I of course, please watch the whole thing if you have time because it's just so fun and so lovely. But that one scene is just—it is one of the goofiest pieces of performance I think I've ever seen. But it's—it just works
0: because he pulls it off so well. Yeah,
2: it works so well. He pulls it off. Waterproof, proof, proof. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so good.
2: I, I, I apologize, but if you've seen it, you know what I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> no,
0: no apologies needed. Um, all right, well. <laughs> We did it. I feel good. Satisfied, George?
1: Yeah, no, I'm actually kind of hungry than I am more satisfied. The uh there's <laughs> a shame that I can't get all these things at once. <laughs> You're like, can I get like one, <laughs> one chicken and one egg roll, and then maybe a fry <laughs> and some a slice of pizza? A little bit later. No, we're working out. Come on, guys. Can't be thinking about food.
0: Yeah, George is gonna have a rough night, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, George, what, uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking forward to next few days, next week or so?
1: Well, I did say there's like, I was talking about commercials and the commercials that I want to see, of course, because it's the Super Bowl. So I'm looking forward to watching the Super Bowl in particular. I, I've i turned into like almost kind of a, 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 a crazy football person, football watcher and sports watcher, because like I'm not just watching the game and the game's not in the background. I'm like watching like different like plays and different players. And uh, the handful of people that I'm excited about watching is like usually when teams go into the the Super Bowl, they usually don't go in backwards and are going backwards and Kansas City's uh offensive line with uh, with Schwartz and Fisher being out they that's that's the one weakness in their in their in their team and like uh the strength of uh Tampa Bay's defense is uh JPP and and uh is Shaq Shaq Barrett and my favorite player in the NFL which is Devin White who's like the second coming of uh of, of like a, a throwback era of defensive backs and linebackers. I love the fact that he wears like his old pads from LSU, which I think is fucking scary. <laughs> it was like I'm coming at you, like like it was two years ago. It's like that's how hard I want to hit you. Anyway, I'm looking forward to watching the Super Bowl and um and uh, spending time with uh, Gladys. This is her first Super Bowl. So we're excited about this. That's a big occasion. It is, yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to figure out what entertains her, and I know it's soul music. I'm trying to get her into punk rock, so maybe we'll try to get her into to some uh, some four hour football game. Dave, what are you looking forward to?
0: First off, who you got?
1: Um, uh, I think it's going to be Kansas City by a lot.
0: I said last week I'm, I'm sticking to it. I think it's going to be the Bucks just because I won't again. I won't ever again bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So what am I looking for? Forward to uh, a movie which is a documentary. It's on Netflix uh, and it's called Dick Johnson is Dead. And it's been very high. It's uh, the critics love it so far, which you know, take it or take it or leave that um but uh it's made by a filmmaker christian johnson who she's really interesting she actually used to be she started as a cinematographer and she did a lot of documentary work as a cinematographer she she shot uh citizen four which is like the documentary about edward snowden um and many other things and she made a very good film a few years ago that i highly recommend called uh camera person that is like uh it's about being a cinematographer but it's Footage that she took all over the world over the course of like a 20 year career. And it's really, really interesting. Um, But this one is called Dick Johnson is Dead. And it's about her father who is nearing the end of his life and like experiencing sufferings from some dementia and, and complications. And what she wanted to do with him was make a film where so they could talk about death and, and like the anxiety of death and they make a film where they stage his death in like a hundred different ways <laughs> and like in front like they like they're having squibs go off and like you know he's like fake falling down the stair pratt fall down the stairs and they're coming up with like new ways for him to die every day and i think it's like you know a mixture of of comedy and and seriousness and it just looks really good and also like there is a really, uh, there are some really awesome examples of women cinematographers who have then become directors. Uh, the first one that came to my mind were Ellen Kuras and Agnesia Holland, who she directed a bunch of episodes of The Wire, actually, and shot, and she's an unbelievable cinematographer. But yeah, so Christian Johnson, Dick Johnson is dead. That's what I'm looking forward. It's on Netflix, available now um mary best do you uh do you have anything we we need to be uh aware of or something to look for for the next few days yes
1: producer mary best take it away
0: well um thank you so much fellas so
2: as we all know it's black history month and some folks out there may be familiar with something called anti-racism daily is a one email a day newsletter that began in June of 2020. And what you're getting with Anti-Racism Daily is a subscription, free subscription for uh, current events with historical context and personal reflections curated about how racism persists in the U.S. and around the world. And for Black History Month, they're doing an email a day that highlights creators, performers, artists, incidents, um, history in the Black community in in the United States that people don't often talk about. That isn't in the mainstream of Black History Month. So it's a really, really interesting series. I've already gotten a few emails and it's really eye opening. And I think it is an incredibly useful tool uh, for anyone who wants to really dive into into that study and to dive into, you know, gaining a better understanding of uh, the Black experience in the U.S. historically, and of course, as it pertains to our world today. So uh, again, it's free, uh, but readers can make a contribution if they'd like to. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on social platforms at Anti-Racism Daily. They They have a podcast as well, if you'd like to listen. So if you would like to find them online, just give them a search. And that is something that I personally am looking
0: forward to in the next few weeks. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. You're
1: welcome. Well, guys, our first episode with the producer Mary Bess and Mary Bess came off the top rope. In fact, I think you might want to take my job and I'll do your job.
0: <laughs> George, you don't want to. You, yeah, let's, 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 <laughs> I don't want I don't want you to do that job. I, I like the job that Mary Bess is
1: doing. off the top rope. Mary Bess.
0: Um, all right. Well, yeah, that's another week uh, for us here at Know Your Roles and uh, everybody. Be safe and healthy and uh, do some mutual aid this week.
1: And uh, of course, my usual send off wear your mask over your fucking nose. Uh, thank you and good night.
0: All right. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I'm out of rough style